Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, December 11th. I want to draw your attention to a page on the Daily Audio Torah website. Click on the Connect Pick on the navigation menu and connect with us through our newsletter. Israel on Target and War Room Report. What do we cover? With Israel on Target, we give you top news stories coming from Israel each week with the scriptures to pray over Israel. With the War Room Report, wake up. The world is at war. It is an unconventional war. It is a cultural war. It is a communications and media war. It is a political war. It is an economic war. It is an ideological war. It is a war for your mind and thoughts. And at the deepest level, it is a spiritual war between light and darkness, between good and evil, between Yehovah and Satan. We need intel to pray strategically. That is the purpose of the War Room Report, to give you the intel you need so you can successfully fight the spiritual war with power and precision. We share practical knowledge, truth, and facts you won't find in the mainstream media world. Go to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Connect Pick on the navigation menu. Then subscribe to our newsletter. It goes out two to three times a month. You can also join the War Room Report channel on Telegram. News alerts there come out more frequently than the email report. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Vayashev, and it means, And he settled. Genesis 37, 1-11 So Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan where his father had lived as a foreigner. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was seventeen years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives Bilhah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph a beautiful robe. 
But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. One night Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered round and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, So you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream, and again he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, and eleven stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. Amos 4, 1 to 6, 14. Listen to me, you fat cows living in Samaria, you women who oppress the poor and crush the needy, and who are always calling to your husbands, bring us another drink. The Sovereign Lord has sworn this by His holiness. The time will come when you will be led away with hooks in your noses. Every last one of you will be dragged away like a fish on a hook. You will be led out through the ruins of the wall. You will be thrown from your fortresses, says the Lord. Go ahead and offer sacrifices to the idols at Bethel. Keep on disobeying at Gilgal. Offer sacrifices each morning and bring your tithes every three days. Present your bread made with yeast as an offering of thanksgiving. Then give your extra voluntary offering so you can brag about it everywhere. This is the kind of thing you do, you Israelites love to do, says the Sovereign Lord. I brought hunger to every city and famine to every town, but still you would not return to me, says the Lord. I kept the rain from falling when your crops needed it the most. I sent rain on one town but withheld it from another. Rain fell on one field while another field withered away. People staggered from town to town looking for water, but there was never enough. But still you would not return to me, says the Lord. I struck your farms and vineyards with blight and mildew. Locusts devoured all your fig and olive trees, but still you would not return to me, says the Lord. I sent plagues on you, like the plagues I sent on Egypt long ago. I killed your young men in war and led all your horses away. The stench of death filled the air. But still you would not return to me, says the Lord. I destroyed some of your cities as I destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Those of you who survived were like charred sticks pulled from a fire. But still, you would not return to me, says the Lord. Therefore, I will bring upon you all the disasters I have announced. Prepare to meet your God in judgment, you people of Israel. For the Lord is the one who shaped the mountains and stirs up the winds and reveals his thoughts to mankind. 
He turns the light of dawn into darkness and treads on the heights of the earth. The Lord God of heaven's armies is his name, Yahweh Sabaoth. Listen, you people of Israel, listen to this funeral song I am singing. The virgin Israel has fallen, never to rise again. She lies abandoned on the ground with no one to help her. The Sovereign Lord says, When a city sends a thousand men to battle, only a hundred will return. When a town sends a hundred, only ten will come back alive. Now this is what the Lord says to the family of Israel. Come back to me and live. Don't worship at the pagan altars at Bethel. Don't go to the shrines at Gilgal or Beersheba. For the people of Gilgal will be dragged off into exile, and the people of Bethel will be reduced to nothing. Come back to the Lord and live. Otherwise he will roar through Israel like a fire, devouring you completely. Your gods in Bethel won't be able to quench the flames. You twist justice, making it a bitter pill for the oppressed. You treat the righteous like dirt. It is the Lord who created the stars, the Pleiades, and Orion. He turns darkness into morning and day into night. He draws up water from the oceans and pours it down as rain on the land. The Lord is his name. With blinding speed and power, he destroys the strong, crushing all their defenses. How you hate honest judges. How you despise people. How you despise people who tell the truth. You trample the poor, stealing their grain through taxes and unfair rent. Therefore, though you build beautiful stone houses, you will never live in them. Though you plant lush vineyards, you will never drink wine from them. For I know the vast number of your sins and the depth of your rebellions. You oppress good people by taking bribes and deprive the poor of justice in the courts. So those who are smart keep their mouths shut, for it is an evil time. Do what is good and run from evil so that you may live. Then the Lord God of heaven's armies will be your helper, just as you have claimed. Hate evil and love what is good. Turn your courts into true halls of justice. Perhaps even yet the Lord God of heaven's armies, Yahweh Saviot, will have mercy on the remnant of his people. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the Lord God of heaven's armies, Yahweh Saviot, says. There will be crying in all the public squares, and mourning in every street. Call for the farmers to weep with you, and summon professional mourners to wail. There will be wailing in every vineyard, for I will destroy them all says the Lord. What sorrow awaits you who say, if only the day of the Lord were here? You have no idea what you are wishing for. That day will bring darkness, not light. In that day, you will be like a man who runs from a lion, only to meet a bear. Escaping from the bear, he leans his hand against a wall in the house, and he's bitten by a snake. Yes, The day of the Lord will be a dark and hopeless without a ray of joy or hope. I hate all your show and pretense. 
the hypocrisy of your religious festivals and solemn assemblies. I will not accept your burnt offerings and grain offerings. I won't even notice all your choice peace offerings. Away with your noisy hymns of praise. I will not listen to the music of your harps. Instead, I want to see a mighty flood of justice, an endless river of righteous living. Was it to me you were bringing sacrifices and offerings during the forty years in the wilderness, Israel? No, you served your pagan gods, Sakuth, your king god, and Kaiwan, your star god, the images you made for yourselves. So I will send you into exile to a land east of Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is the God of heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot. What sorrow awaits you who lounge in luxury in Jerusalem, and you who feel secure in Samaria, Shomron? You are famous and popular in Israel, and people go to you for help. But go over to Kalna and see what happened there. Then go to the great city of Hamath and go down to the Philistine city of Gath. You are no better than they were, and look at how they were destroyed. You push away every thought of coming disaster, but your actions only bring the day of judgment closer. How terrible for you who sprawl on ivory beds and lounge on your couches, eating the meat of tender lambs from the flock and of choice calves fattened in the stall. You sing trivial songs to the sound of the harp and fancy yourselves to be great musicians like David. You drink wine by the bowlful and perfume yourselves with fragrant lotions. You care nothing about the ruin of your nation. Therefore, you will be the first to be led away as captives. Suddenly, all your parties will end. The Sovereign Lord has sworn by His own name, and this is what He, the Lord God of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot, says, I despise the arrogance of Israel, and I hate their fortresses. I will give this city and everything in it to their enemies. If there are ten men left in one house, they will all die. And when a relative who is responsible to dispose of the dead goes into the house to carry out the bodies, he will ask the last survivor, Is anyone else with you? When the person begins to swear no, he will interrupt and say, Stop, don't even mention the name of the Lord. When the Lord gives the command, homes both great and small will be smashed to pieces. Can horses gallop over boulders? Can oxen be used to plow them? But that's how foolish you are when you turn justice into poison and the sweet fruit of righteousness into bitterness, and you brag about your conquest of Lodabar. You boast, didn't we take Karnaim by our own strength? O people of Israel, I am about to bring an enemy nation against you, says the Lord God of heaven's armies. They will oppress you throughout your land, from Lebo Hamath in the north to the Arabah Valley in the south. Revelation 2, 18-3, 6 Write this letter to the angel of the church in Thyatira. 
This is the message from the Son of God, whose eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. I know all things you do. I have seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. And I can see your constant improvement in all these things. But I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her on a bed of suffering, and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly, unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person, and I will give to you, each of you, whatever you deserve." But I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira who have not followed this false teaching, deeper truths, as they call them, depths of Satan, actually. I will ask nothing more of you except that you hold tightly to what you have until I come. To all who are victorious, who obey me to the very end, To them I will give authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. They will have the same authority I received from my Father, and I will also give them the morning star. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what He is saying to the churches. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Sardis. This is the message from the one who has the sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars. I know all the things you do, and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up! Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly, as unexpected as a thief. Yet there are some in the church in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my Father and his angels that they are mine. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Psalm 130, 1-8 From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord, pay attention to my prayer. Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. I long for the Lord more than centuries long for the dawn. Yes, more than centuries long for the dawn. 
O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. He will redeem Israel from every kind of sin. Proverbs 29:21 and 22 A servant pampered from childhood will become a rebel. An angry person starts a fight. A hot-tempered person commits all kinds of sin. I want to speak to you today from Amos chapters 4, 5, and 6. And Amos was a shepherd, and he does not mince any words. He's speaking to Israel, the northern kingdom, and he's warning them about the coming judgment of the Lord. The purpose of God's judgment is to lead a nation and a people or an individual, a person, to repentance. That in the pain of that judgment, the hope and the prayer, the desire, the keen desire, of God the Father, is that that person or that nation would turn back to him. We see this as we read in Amos, starting in chapter 4. In verse 6, I brought hunger to every city and famine to every town, but still you would not return to me, says the Lord. Verse 8, people staggered from town to town looking for water, but there was never enough, but still... You would not return to me, says the Lord. And it's almost this verse gets repeated over and over and over like the beating of a drum. It is God's heartbeat. It's like he's saying, I tried this and I tried that and I tried this other thing. And still you would not return to me. Verse 10. No, verse 9, I struck your farms and vineyards with blight and mildew. Locusts devoured all your fig and olive trees, but still you would not return to me, says the Lord. Verse 10, I sent plagues on you like the plagues I sent on Egypt long ago. I killed your young men in war and let all your horses away. The stench of death filled the air, but still you would not return to me, says the Lord. I destroyed some of your cities, and I destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, and those of you who survived were like charred sticks pulled from a fire. But still, you would not return to me, says the Lord. Now, let's apply this. There's a lot of things that are very similar to what was going on then with the northern kingdom of the nation of Israel and what's going on in the nations today, not just the United States, but all the nations. And that is, it appears that we are, we're suffering. We're going through a lot of, I would call them judgments from God. We see famine. We see high inflation for food, high inflation for gasoline. We've had this horrible pandemic, uh, this terrible virus that was released upon the world from the Wuhan lab, but it was all created in the United States, and then imported over to China. And we see now this terrible death shot, the jab, that so many people are dying from and being very adversely affected by. We just see a lot of 
negative things happening? And could these be judgments from God? And could it be that these judgments, that these trials and these sufferings that we're going through, that his purpose and his intention in allowing these things to go on is that he wants his people to repent? I would offer to you that, yes, indeed, he wants us to repent. He wants us to wake up from our slumber, from our comfort zone, from our comfortableness, and to plead, to cry out, to return to him with all of our heart. There's many similarities with what was going on then. And Amos was speaking to the people of that time, but I think he was also, he speaks to us today. In chapter 4, verse 12, actually chapter 5, verse 12, For I know the vast number of your sins and the depth of your rebellions. You oppress good people by taking bribes and deprive the poor of justice in the courts. And so we've seen a stolen election in 2020. We've seen more of a stolen election, particularly in Arizona with Carrie Lake in the 2022 midterm elections, and in Pennsylvania, we see that the vote is, there's no integrity. The vote is not, there's no honest counting of the vote. And then we see behind closed doors that politicians are bought off. They're bought off by communist China, the communist party of China. They're bought off by big pharma. And so we don't see any justice in our courts. And when cases pleading for righteousness to be come forth before the courts, they get turned away, they get denied, and we don't see any justice because there's all kinds of bribery going on and corruption going on. Verse 13, so those who are smart keep their mouths shut, for it is an evil time. There's a lot of wisdom in that verse. I'm not saying that we should be silenced. But wisdom is knowing when to be quiet and when to speak out. And yes, the rights of the people are being trampled upon. The Constitution is being shredded. People are rising up even in China. Um, there were people locked up inside of a building because they they have a zero tolerance for COVID. So that they literally weld the door shut so you can't get out of your high-rise apartment. And there was a fire in this high-rise building and people burned to death. And now the Chinese people are out on the streets protesting against their government. The Iranians are out on the streets protesting against their government. The Russians are out on the streets the Brazilians are out on the streets protesting against yet another stolen election. And so there's a time to speak, but understand that when a person speaks up, it puts a target on your back. And those who are the oppressors, those who are the tyrants, they will surely find you out. People who attended the January 6th peaceful protest 
in Washington, D.C., those who simply attended, who did not trespass, who did not enter into a government building, they simply attended, they were tracked down via their cell phones, via their visa cards, and some of them were have been harassed, have been jailed, have had to go through a court system, and there are still political prisoners two years later being tortured with no due process, with no trial, with no due process at all, still locked up, being tortured and tormented in the Washington, D.C. gulag. So these are evil times, and there are times when it's smart to keep quiet. And when you do speak, understand it puts a target on your back. And I know that there are good patriots out there that are saying, well, give me freedom or give me death. Just like Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death. Freedom is not free. People's blood was shed to establish and to found the United States of America. And it has been the one refuge and the one place that people could come from all the nations where there was freedom. But that freedom is draining away, just like water draining down a sink, very rapidly. Amos goes on to say in verse chapter 5, verse 15, Hate, evil, and love what is good. Turn your courts into true halls of justice. You can just see the righteous anger and indignation that is coming forth through this shepherd prophet. And he sees the corruption in the courts. And we see the same corruption today as in his time. He goes on to say a great indictment against the churches of his time, the synagogues of his time. And yet the same indictment could hold true today because way too many pastors have been silent and have not spoken out against the oppression and the tyranny. They have even encouraged their people to take the jab. Amos, hear his heart as he speaks out in chapter 5, verse 21. I hate all your show and pretense, the hypocrisy of your religious festivals and solemn assemblies. I will not accept your burnt offerings and grain offerings. I won't even notice all your choice peace offerings. Away with your noisy hymns of praise. I will not listen to the music of your harps. Instead, I want to see a mighty flood of justice, an endless river of righteous living. He's saying, take away all the window dressing. Take away the show. I don't want to hear all the show and pretense. I want to see a changed life. I want to see justice roll down from the courts of this nation. One person who is really on fire and who speaks truth and who calls things out, who's a straight shooter, is Clay Clark. And he's the one who helps to facilitate all these Reawaken America events all across the nation. He has an excellent Rumble channel. You can't get truth on YouTube anymore. You need to go to Rumble. Go to rumble.com and then in the search box, type in Thrive Time Show. He is speaking truth. He has all kinds of visitors on his show. And he talks about the mark of the beast that's coming. 
about the statue that's been recently put up in front of the UN building that looks just like the the beast that's described in Revelation. And he talks about Ch- China is saying that this year is the year of the tiger, but we need wings. The tiger with wings. Again, another depiction of one of the beasts described in Revelation. He is on fire and he's speaking the truth. And way too many pastors are not. They don't want to lose their 501c3 status with the tax people. So they don't tell you the truth. But you see, Clay Clark is an entrepreneur. He's a businessman. But he's on fire for the Lord. And he speaks the truth. So I recommend, check him out on rumble.com. Go to thrivetimeshow.com and check it out. Continuing on in Amos chapter 6, verse 14. O people of Israel, I am about to bring an enemy nation against you, says the Lord God of heaven's armies. They will oppress you throughout your land, from Libu, Hamath in the north, to the Arabah Valley in the south. Now, many times when a prophecy is spoken, it can be fulfilled multiple times because biblical history is prophecy. And time, in God's view, the biblical view of time is like a spiral staircase. It's not a river where it's a linear picture of time where you look upriver and that's what happened in the past. You look at what's in front of you and that's the present and you look downriver and that's what the future is. But instead, time is viewed like a spiral staircase, and a prophecy can be fulfilled historically, but it can also be fulfilled again. Now, that verse I just read, O people of Israel, I'm about to bring an enemy nation against you. That has happened. That prophecy was fulfilled. God sent the Assyrian army against the northern kingdom, against Israel, and they were taken into captivity into exile. And those who were in the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north, they were assimilated into Assyria. They forgot who they were. They forgot who God was. They forgot the book, the Bible. And then from there, they were scattered to all the nations of the earth. And they have never, ever returned to Israel. Now, I believe that that prophecy there is also future prophetic. And there are people of Israel, ten tribe people, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, who are scattered to all the nations of the earth, and a lot of them are in the United States of America. They're also in Europe. They're in Africa. They're in Asia. They're all over the world. But a lot of them are in the U.S. And I do believe the U.S. is going to be judged, militarily judged. Read Jeremiah 50 and 51. This talks about the end of days daughter of Babylon nation that's going to be um, militarily attacked by a coalition of nations from the north. What coalition might that be? Russia, Iran, and China. So this is a warning. O people of Israel, O people of God. I am about to bring an enemy nation against you, says the Lord God of heaven's armies. They will oppress you throughout your land. 
there's going to be a military attack upon the United States of America. I believe it is imminent. It's not a hundred years away. It's not 50 years away. We are in that season now. It could happen within the next couple of years. And remember, the purpose of any judgments that come from the hand of God is to bring God's people to repentance. In many ways, when Amos is hammering, well, the God is speaking through him, and the Lord says, but still you would not return to me, but still you would not return to me, but still you would not return to me. It reminds me in the book of Revelation, when all the judgments come down, the bowls, the seals, and the trumpets. And often you see the phrase over and over and over, but still the people would not repent, but still the people would not repent, but still the people would not repent. This is a season where we need to repent. We need to keep our hearts soft and tender. We must not harden our heart. We must be quick to repent so we can hear the voice of the Lord, so we can come under His mercy and under His grace and under his forgiveness. Abba, we take these words from Amos to heart today. We pray that we will not be like those of old, but we do desire to return to you with a whole heart. Father, we we turn to you with all of our heart. We look to you for our redemption. We look to you to save us, to rescue us from this beast system that is being so rapidly constructed, and it's global. It's everywhere. It's in every nation. We we cry out to you for our freedom. We cry out to you for our redemption. We don't put our hope and our trust in this election or that election because they're all rigged and fixed. We can do our due diligence and we can vote, but Lord, we know that it's all rigged. We want no king but King Yeshua. We don't put our hope in any one elected official, whether it's Trump or Kerry Lake or whoever it might be, but we put our hope firmly upon Yeshua HaMashiach, our Messiah, our soon-coming king. Abba, cleanse your bride. Make us ready. We endure these times, these trials, these sufferings, these difficulties, and we cling to you and we trust in you through these tough times that we're going through. We return to you with a whole heart, in quietness, in humility and in repentance we come to you in yeshua's name amen adonai <laughs>
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>